0: Thanks for staying with us through the break. Always great to have you guys with us. As You're just joining us. This is the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have an opportunity to really live up to our moniker with our special guest, Dr. Sherry Edwards. She is, I'll tell you, this is so fascinating to me and as you all know my background is in psychology mental health the social sciences and we're going to touch on that but we're also going to get into biology and specifically acoustic biology and there are so many parameters to cover there's so many aspects there's so many trails that uh, we're not going to be able to cover it all in one segment but uh, uh, this is just fascinating stuff. Sherry, I want to welcome you to the show. It's so good to have you here. And, and i got to tell you, it's been a long time since I've been this excited to do an interview.
1: Wow. I'm just incredibly honored to be here. You know, what what you're doing on this show is just so incredibly important. And uh, we should let people know that I am not an MD. My closest thing i ever came to medicine was a useless degree in nutrition that i got in the 80s
0: <laughs> i don't think that's useless food is medicine
1: well in those days they taught that you don't need vitamins you don't need anything supplemental you know it's it's all in the package
0: yeah what's that old saying from mark twain i got educated and then i had to unlearn everything to get through life uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah and, and i've experienced a little bit of that professionally too but but uh but i'm really really and so fascinated by by this topic um and i just wanted to ask you one of the things that i've looked at here when i've um analyzed what you've done in preparation for the show um i'm i'm guessing that you have really Way above average hearing capacity, is that right? You hear sounds other people don't?
1: Yes, but I do have some low frequency loss.
0: So, do you, is this a compensatory mechanism, you think, that the fact that you hear so well in combination with low frequency loss?
1: I think it's a combination of things that I was raised in Appalachia in a corn crib with no electricity, no running water, nothing to interfere with my hearing. And when you look at some of the work about hearing, it says you learn to speak and hear by what's around you. And I just had nature. When you look at some of Tomatis' work and how people compensate when they have all these frequencies around them all the time. So I think I'm really lucky to be able to do that. And then I was very lucky when I was about six to have a near-death experience, drowning. And I don't know if this was After the experience or before, or there's just some kind of freaky thing going on. But I have an apparatus in my ears that dolphins have. And usually humans have it turned off. It's not dominant. But I can hear space. I can hear the sound of a room and tell you the dimensions of it. It's just an uncanny way that my ears work. So that's the... uh, esoteric side of what I do.
0: Is that skill what you're describing there, is that what they often refer to as echolocation? Yes. I thought so. I thought so. How fascinating is that? Um, That would help me when I get up in the middle of the night and the lights are off, (laughs) but I don't have the skill. My hearing's in the normal range. I guess at my age I should be thankful for that. Um, Let me just share this with you as a point of entry into what we're going to talk about. Going back to my graduate school days, um, I was taking a class called Theories of Personality. And we were researching the history of the theories of personality and how they transcended into modern theories, like cognitive behavioral, psychodynamic, and so forth. But one of the things that really grabbed my attention was in the Eastern teachings, and it might have been the R of Ake, and I don't remember because it's been over thirty five years. But in the R of Ake teachings, I think it was talking about the fact that each cell had its own frequency vibration and its own intelligence. Are you familiar with that? Yes, from
1: two perspectives.
0: Hello, Sherry, did I lose you?
1: hes in, I think he's now in Poland. No, I'm here.
0: Okay, Hello. I lost you just for one second. Okay, we're good. I'm sorry, could you go ahead and answer that question?
1: Well, I've heard of that from two perspectives. Yes, from ancient uh, literature and also from James Jim Jusky from UCLA. And he has actually measured in an electron microscope the sounds that yeast cells give off. He calls it sonocytology. And he made this statement years ago. If we could just figure out what all these sounds mean, we could help doctors. And we said, hey, we've been doing this for years.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then he retired.
0: Well, you know, another question I want to ask you as a point of entry, too, is uh, when I was a young, young, young kid, I used to watch Star Trek. And then I watched it again in syndication when I was in college. And they had this device called the Tricorder. Uh, yes. Are you familiar with that? Yes, is that there, similar to this science as well?
1: It is in that we can use it to heal a bone like they did, and mm-hmm. we can't do it instantly like they did, but um we know the sounds that to give off to heal a bone quicker and the other thing from ancient literature in which really started this whole ball rolling, Samurai warriors used to be do a yell. Right before they attacked opponent. And that was to reduce the opponent's blood pressure. And I was so lucky that I was working in the speech and hearing department, trying to work myself through school. And I wrote a paper, or I typed a paper, about ringing in the ears. And I thought, oh, I'm so sick. (laughs) It was was just stupid. Um, But I was lucky, too, in that this Uh, professor said well let's get your hearing tested and it happened to be by a samurai warrior um, what do you call them Um, when somebody's real new at something not a trainee but um, a white belt (laughs) could be
0: yeah that's actually what we if we were in a belted system I'm a third degree black belt Uh, inactive now of course so the beginning is a white belt uh, and there's different terms for beginnings, and in the English is just it's a novice.
1: How about acolyte? Is that somebody who studies uh, some kind of martial yes. art? Okay, mm-hmm. well, he, he was studying about that, and he came out of his booth, and he came over to me, and he said, what are you hearing? Your hearing is off the scale. Mm-hmm. And so we're in this little soundproof room, and so I just did his sound, that I was hearing and he nearly fell to his knees he had a high blood pressure he was on medication for it and it rendered him impotent he had just gotten married and they wanted to start a family how lucky is that that this particular guy was testing my ears he said I think you just hit on what the samurai warriors did or trained to do right before an attack and his wife was a PhD nurse so we set up A project to test the sounds I was hearing from people with the nursing school, the music school, hearing and speech science, and interpersonal communication, which is where I was. And we found out that we could control people's blood pressure by 20 points up or down. In other words, we could kill people by singing their song that was their blood pressure or an opposite sound. And so it's sort of all spun off from there that we published that paper in 82. And um, I don't want to go around saying you can kill people with sound, but you you can. And we try to keep those kinds of things away from the public.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, The closest I've ever come to that concept is uh, more to do with remote viewing. And uh, the the movie uh, Men Stare at Goats, and you can yeah. induce a heart attack. And um, is that any way related to to what you were involved with?
1: Absolutely, in two different directions. And you talked on one of the shows about Jose Delgado. Yes, and I'm from Fairborn, and so I visited the lab there and what he was doing with monkeys and the magnetic potential of the brain and what you could do with the frequency. Because what we're looking at is, think of the brain as a central processing unit. And every thought, every deed, everything is a frequency from the brain sent out into this neural network. And it really causes changes in emotions and strength and whether or not you can even use a limb or whether or not you can even talk. And so looking at it from that perspective and doing other uh, experiments at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and looking at what frequency can do. And then Dr. Junker, who was heading that project, has gone ahead to create a whole body armor of frequencies that can control the body's movement through a signaling into some kind of machine from the brain. Now, he may know. Where these signals originate to crook your finger, but I don't know. Um, I just know we can influence them.
0: Um, you know, just go to the basic root of what we're talking about here. Um, just music. You know, if you just turn yes. on music, you can so change the uh, the mood, the tenor, um, whether someone feels alive or depressed apprehensive mm-hmm. or not in fact i recall i think it was through um uh sarah westall i think she published something about music frequencies Do, are you, uh, and it's 4400 hertz i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i'm speaking from memory am i am i close to anything that we can talk about here with regard to music frequency and what it does
1: Yes, when you look at music, you're looking around 400 cycles per second. You know, middle scene, octave above and below. And yes, that changes your mood. But what we use are frequencies that are below normal hearing level. And at that point, we can reconstitute tissue. Your DNA is um, just like music. Susan Alexandra put DNA to music and it's incredibly Beautiful, It's called sequentia, but we could get movements with frequencies in that layer, but we couldn't get the reconstitution of tissue like nerves. So we started experimenting with lower uh, frequencies and found out that we could use magnetic potential and bioelectricity to re-monitor or re-imagine, recreate the DNA. And we've done that by reversing Down syndrome, by regrowing mm-hmm. body parts. But it's those lower uh, frequencies that speak to the brain and add dominion. So the DNA is the controlling factor. and But we're tapping into the RNA and allowing the body to rebuild itself for optimal form and function.
0: So is RNA the reconstructor based on frequencies?
1: Yes, based on the proteins, yes.
0: And did I catch this correctly, that these frequencies you're talking about here are at the subliminal level?
1: Yes, but we, you can hear them, but what they create is at a subliminal level. Like, if we want to give you uh, the bundle of hiss to run the heart, which is three cycles per second, to put it back into regular beat we would use something like 24 and 27, that the distance between it is the three cycles per second that we need.
0: Hmm. Is the space between relevant to body's absorption?
1: Absolutely. And we hit hit people through the skin. There are sound receptors in the skin. And some of the studies we've done with a particular kid called Willie Crumb, he was beat to a pulp, and the dura was torn loose from the brain, and they left him for dead, and they, his father came and got him took him to the hospital. He was in a coma for two years. When he came out, he still couldn't talk. We finally got him, in uh, Ohio State did some experiments with him because...
0: With Dave.com that's waterwithdave.com, save $80 for a short time.
1: Was, he couldn't talk, and his mouth was drooling, and he heard me on an NPR and motioned to his father, because he could still kind of use one shoulder, he motioned, I want to go see that woman, and his father said, sure, I'll email her, or I'll vex um, her right now, and if she answers, we'll go. Well, that was kind of strange because it was Sunday, and I kept getting this indication I need to go to the office and and I just didn't know why, and so when I answered him on the facts within a few minutes, he was stuck and had to bring Willie to us. but um how this works, and this is kind of kind of it's totally esoteric. Willie had no voice, so I touched his uh chin the mentalis muscle, and there was nothing there. And I asked his father, who was the head of Project Train for the state, and I said, can I touch your chin? And he is like, like.
0: by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: Why? I said, are you his biological father? He said, yes, why? And so I touched the father's chin, heard the frequencies, duplicated the frequencies, put them in our machine, and within about two minutes, Willie could open and close his mouth. We were all flabbergasted.
0: So it was a matter of just the uh, functioning, finding the right frequency?
1: Right, and the studies they did on him is that usually the signal comes from the brain to the mouth, you know, to open and close. In his case, we were giving the signal to the skin, and it was sending it back to the brain.
0: Okay, yeah, that that does make sense, because now you're involving galvanic skin response, which is another sensory aspect. And then you kind of bypass the deficit. Is that how you did it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, all right.
0: I, I, I'm sorry. I'm asking these clinical questions. Let me bring it back down to, to layman's level here. With, with the subliminal part of things, I want to make sure I hear this. So if I were to listen to something, I was working on something using frequencies that you've identified uh, for improvement in a certain area, I'd be able to hear the frequency at a low level but the work yes. the work is done at at unconscious level is that right
1: it's done between 1 and 2 cycles per second we get okay. a magnetic response 2 to 4 cycles per second we get an electric response and when we put a formula together that gives us both of those the body tries to reconstitute itself like I did your voice you want to hear sure there's some lower back Um, Issues and maybe It deals with your kidneys And what's feeding your kidneys Those two notes are missing But Mm. That's physically Emotionally it deals with I've got an idea I need to get it into fruition I want it available to everybody And this is going to help Manage them So you Yeah,
0: Interesting Um, The uh um, I am treated for prostate issues. Ah, same <laughs> so area. You're, you're, yeah, well, I think you, you've you tapped into that. Medicine's working well. well. Unfortunately, the prescriptions, I'm told, have a shelf life, so one day surgery is necessary. Um, and it's not major surgery, so it, it's a minor inconvenience, but it's interesting you picked up on that. Um,
1: well, if we give you the frequencies back, and we have a whole special database for prostate, then will be able to maybe heal from the inside out. I'll go ahead and run your stuff through and send it to you. It's an easy thing to do. Uh, But what you bring up right now is one of the other things you've talked about on the show, and it's been very scary and very recent, is what's going on in China It's going to cause rationing.
0: Well, it is, because people in China aren't going to work in very large numbers now because so many are quarantined. So the factories are underproducing and in some cases shutting down. So, yeah, we're going to have shortages all all over the planet.
1: Well, what we have done, especially with pain medication, we have been able to duplicate the medication and get the same results using frequency. And we may run out of medication, but we're not going to run out of frequency
0: interesting do you uh, I don't know if you've ever done an MRI of what it is you do in the brain but uh, I'll just give you an example let's compare the two um, I- I'm pretty well versed in hypnosis and one of the things I know that a brain under hypnosis redirects pain by blocking it from going to the limbic system which is essentially the emotional center of the brain do you find similar rerouting in the brain from what you do with these frequencies
1: I wish I knew the answer to that.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the equipment to measure it. <laughs>
1: well, we do, we do have a brain machine. Um, the doctor left that was working on left this machine It's, I think, extremely important. This question about aspirin, is it your ear or your toe? It knows where to go. And I think that we have tapped into that. Through a formula of harmonics So I wish I knew the answer One of the most outstanding Unbelievable things we've done Is with a young teenager That had type 1 diabetes And it was They were not managing it well We know the frequencies To give her one minute a day Will control her insulin That sounds too far fetched but there's two formulas that you put together And they are in the same music scale And you give that to her And she has she doesn't produce insulin So we know that's really what's going on Think about how much money that would save But I really don't want to step on the toes Of a multi-million dollar cor- uh, corporation But When you
0: I was gonna ask I was just gonna ask you that. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you can't cut it out, burn it, or poison it, uh Big Pharma really doesn't want much to do with it.
1: Well if it becomes rationed, we can step in. Our main problem is we don't have enough trained people to do this.
0: How does one get trained?
1: Um well the first class is free and then you pay for a microphone, then you get to do this class. It's Punch Button. It's all online. It's a workstation. And you can take a class from free up to the most professional level.
0: Wow. This is uh, absolutely fascinating. Does Theoretically, do you ever get into like quantum physics? Because you've said some things that make me think there is a physics aspect to this, but not a three-dimensional physics
1: well, one of the things that we've been training some of the people to do is think about a frequency and we have a result. Is that quantum That's physics? That's
0: quantum physics, yeah, because you're outside the three dimensions when you do that. Yeah, a lot of people really aren't aware of this, and this is where I, I got later in my teaching career. I got, I became very interested in, uh, in brain frequencies and also, too, with uh, consciousness processing because... People, it was about 2% of the population beyond odds, way beyond odds, can know things without the three senses, or the five senses, I should say, in the three-dimensional universe we live in. And I wanted to explore what's behind that. Well, if you get into the fifth dimension, just to keep it simple, um, you're outside space and time. And therefore, you would know all things at one time if you had access to it. So that, that's why I asked you the question about quantum physics, because I actually see... A quantum application here to what you're talking about
1: we bring it back to biochemistry based on the numbers Mm -hmm. you have this incredible math matrix and people who are very sensitive they have one thing in common acetyl cyclase and when that's high you tend to be much more sensitive but you have to be thick-skinned to pick up what you handle. You know, if somebody's thinking, well, she's certainly ugly, you have to be thick skinned not to drop into that, but see why they're thinking that issue. Sure. So it's biochemical, but it manifests as esoteric. And so we know why these things happen. Well, psychic is explained as uh, knowing something, not knowing how you know. We know how you know it now, so it's not psychic anymore
0: that's this is uh, this is like I said in the beginning of the intro, this has so many roots that branch out from the base concept here. It, it's uh, it's incredible. What about performance orientation? Do you find that sounds have an influence on like music ability, athletic ability, uh, comprehension, memory, that kind of thing?
1: Yes, especially with athletes, we can look at the proteins in the blood and know whether they're a slow athlete or a fast one like um, spurts of energy there's a certain protein that promotes that and slow energy like maybe wrestling so we can look at very young kids and see what kind of sports they should go into we can make people weak or strong with myostatin and myostatin receptors uh, same as they do with cattle to make more muscle Uh, So we're just at the beginning of being able to explore that. There's a lot of our literature out there, people with uh, neuropathy that we're able to reverse. One really famous case is Dr. Russ Rudy, and they sent him home to die, and he had an inserted baclofen pump for his pain. They said that he had MS. Well, the computer said, this is not MS, this is a spine injury. So he came to us on a little scooter and his nerves were dead, nearly dead from the waist down. It took from Thanksgiving to the next May to replete those nerves all the way down his legs. And he could walk again. Now he has some glycine issues uh, that we need to take care of. But they sent him home to die, and they removed that baclofen pump, which they usually uh, take out at autopsy. It was to help manage his pain, and he didn't need it anymore. It's an incredible case. It's on our video, Miracles of Non Medicine, which is available to the public on our website, the Sound Health Portal. No, Sound Health Let me
0: get First, that again. Sound. Health
1: sound health options
0: optionscom
1: yes and they can download a computer or a DVD version a miracles of non-medicine it's the doctors who work with us
0: how, how much uh, do you get a lot of participation from uh, regular physicians
1: yes but <laughs> they don't want it.
0: They don't want out there. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I I know exactly what you're talking about. When I used to be involved in mental health therapy and I used uh, some hypnotic techniques, you know, as an adjunct to traditional therapy, I dare not mention it in my um, reports to the insurance companies because managed care wouldn't cover it. So I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Well, they won't cover this either because we don't have the money to go to the FDA. But we did go to the National Institute of Health when we first started, Mm -hmm. and the FDA right afterwards, based on what they told us. And they said, this is not medicine. Go away. But the NIH, what we took them was a case of um, hammer thumb. And there's a formula that you're able to fix that in a couple of minutes. I know that's hard to believe, but some things take longer. But that's an easy one. Mm
0: Now, I don't find it hard to believe myself, and I'll go back to my graduate school experience in my theories of personality class, is I explored this notion of each cell has its own intelligence and frequency level. The obvious application to healing became instantly available. And this is why I wonder, and I've wondered this for years, and I've asked this question of doctors, why don't you ever try sound frequency to treat cancer? Rather than poison it, you know, because the the chemotherapy will kill someone if you keep them on long enough, why don't you try an adjunct? What could it possibly hurt? I always get, well, I'm not trained in it.
1: Well, every cancer that we've had here, and there's been a lot, there's three things that come up. Vitamin A, or the frequency of vitamin A, calcitonin, which controls calcium, and catalase, which helps clean your blood. Mm -hmm. They all have that... um, commonality. And when you trace those down, you're going to look at the Krebs cycle and the methylation map. So people who come to see us, that's the first thing we look at. We look at their uh, metabolic issues about how the cell uses energy and how the body uses incoming resources.
0: So in other words, are you processing this properly?
1: Yes. And what do you have
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: i missing, is it nitric oxide or, or whatever? But there's maps and we just took the maps that showed the biochemicals and we changed those into frequencies so we can see where your cholesterol issue is, where your fibromyalgia issue is. And it's taken a long time to create these maps. But I I think this is going to be really normal real soon. You go to the doctor and take your temperature, your blood pressure, and your vocal print.
0: So is this a... I'm trying to think out a phrase, this question. When you go to the doctor and you want to know what's wrong with you, and they'll maybe do like a white blood count analysis, for example. So they'll look at your chemical platelets. Um is this akin to this, or is this on a higher level where we're looking at the frequency application of the same kind of disease or health condition? How, how do the two compare with each other, lab results versus bioacoustics?
1: Well, look at Dr. Rudy where they said he had MS. He actually had nerve damage. And when you, we did a project on Parkinson's, about 50% of those people were misdiagnosed. So we look at what's going on and check it from both angles um, of how you look at it. When when people come to us, we have a bio system that if you don't know what's going on, the computer will run you through all through 300,000 items and tell you what's there the most. Or if you already know, then we can run you through something called the biomarkers. Many Americans have I can't call it anything else, fat around the middle. And we can look through the program called metabolic syndrome and we can tell you is it thyroid, is it lipidemia, uh, is it your fatty liver. We can tell you where it came from and then drill down and see what's causing it. This vitamin, this mineral, this protein and we send all of that back to your doctor and have them take care of you.
0: What about the application of frequency to take care of it without going back to the doctor? Hypothetically speaking, to keep us out of trouble with the FDA.
1: <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yes, uh, James Marshall, he is an actor, um, Twin Peaks, A Few Good Men, mm-hmm. and he, he took too much medication, Accutane, especially, I don't think he can talk about it, but I can, and it dissolved his large intestines. He was in the hospital for about two years. They sent him home to die. He heard me on an international radio show, and he called me up and said, this is what's happening. Can you help? I said, I don't know. Let's try. So he couldn't absorb much. He was going downhill. He weighed about 80 pounds. We gave him nutrients by sound. We gave him food by sound. Um, we told him what to stay away from. And he's up and running now and writing music and going back to acting, and it's been at least 10 years. But I don't know how we did it. We just took what was in his voice, and this is all free. People can get this online. They can get their voice analyzed. Um, And we took what was high and brought it down to medium. We took what was low and supported it, and the body did its own thing. It healed itself.
0: Incredible. Well, you're going to have an inquiry <laughs> you know, as a result of me being here. I'm going to turn from interviewer to uh, probably consumer here pretty quickly because this is almost like a dream come true for me. And I know I'm speaking for probably a lot of people in my audience. When I first contemplated. Uh, the power of frequency in cells in, when I was in grad school. And now it's kind of come full circle. And I've always had a knowing inside of me. Maybe that's part of this process, too, that there was really something to this. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned Jose Delgado uh, early on, and and I've covered him. One of the things I didn't really give a lot of attention to in my coverage in the media was the fact that when he went to Yale, before he went to work for the CIA and his work disappeared, He actually was uh, reversing, and I hope that's the right term, reversing epilepsy using sound frequencies. Were you aware of that?
1: I didn't know he was doing that. I just knew about the monkey experiments, but we also can work with epilepsy. Even in utero, we worked with epilepsy. My idea, my rose-colored wish for the world, is to hand this all to the public teach them how to use it but make it available and right now we have coronavirus stuff up uh, bio diet um ptsd there's all these things that people can choose and get a free vocal analysis
0: incredible and this is available on your website so since we're right here and we've landed on this square let's tell people how to how they can get that is that sound health options as well or is that a different website
1: it's a different website, soundhealthportal.com, and they can go in there and take a month classes for free, sign up. We give you two uh, softwares, Nutrition and Muscles, just to play with mm-hmm. for a month. And then the next one up is called Technician, and you have to buy your microphone for that. And the next one up is these biomarkers that I'm talking about and how we can push put people through them. Next one up is a five-day course uh, for researchers and trainers and teachers. And then there's a master's course for health providers.
0: Is there um, an aspect of application where we could say, uh, doctor, heal thyself? In other words, uh, you're talking about pre- being a practitioner, which means basically a third-party intervention. But can people do this in it's more of a self-help process?
1: yes. But we say to people that what we're doing is really collecting data. If they get well, that's their problem.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I was drinking some water here when you said that. I got to be careful when I take a drink, it almost came out. Uh, anyway, uh, I-, I like the approach. Um, is there anything that it's contraindicated for this this process?
1: Yeah, but I should tell you we're able to change the pH of water with sound. Contraindicated: snake bite is one. Uh, Although we have the frequencies, we don't trust them enough. One girl came to the door and she had stuck a curling iron in the sclera of her eye. We sent her to the emergency room. Of course. Um, We don't do well with tinnitus. We're just beginning to pick that up. And use it. And we have some practitioners all over the world that send us data so that we can share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help broken bones, but we can't stitch people back together. Um, it takes a long time to work with schizophrenia because we work with the brain and the nutrients of the brain. We have neuroplasticity. We have a big brain database. We have Lewy proteins, Alzheimer's. We've turned around uh, Alzheimer's, and when Robin Williams died, the next day I was on another show, and they said, oh, it was depression all this. I said, I don't think so. I think it was depression. I think it was associated with Parkinson's, but also dementia with Parkinson's, because you could see it in his brain. There's a very distinct... Uh, formulation and architecture in the brain that shows Parkinson's. And all the people on the show just poo-pooed it. Next day, his wife announced he had Parkinson's. That was in August. In I think it was November. They did an autopsy. And it did show Lewy proteins, which is a form of dementia that can come from toxicity, environmental toxicity. So we were right. And we looked at it three years Because we took the vocal print from when he was on Ellen DeGeneres' show. And it took about three years for it to manifest to the point where he committed suicide. He just couldn't think anymore. Because there was so much trash. These toxins. Like glyphosate. Breaks down that brain barrier. And goes into the part of the brain that deals with hormones. So we got a long way to... Put our environment back in order so that it's livable.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. H- have you looked at this in terms of uh, any frequencies associated with mass consciousness, like people thinking about or praying about the same thing? And, and I'll give you an example from history. When the Apollo 11 or Apollo 13 astronauts were coming back for the moon and they were in real trouble and the world was praying for them, was there is there an identifiable force or frequency that can influence external outcomes for mass consciousness?
1: I think there is, and I think the most common one is white light, because that's a combination of white light. But Jonathan Goldman, who does a lot of sound healing stuff, runs a program where they do this same thing. For the world, for astronauts, for whatever is coming. And it's very successful. Um, and there was another guy, can't remember his name, he talked about prayer and what that does for people's health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we are connected on a magnetic potential, and there is a new genetics called electromagnetic. Genetics that our brain runs on the same matrix of frequency, and we're drawn to that person who has uh, either something we have missing, or something that we are very compatible with. And I think, you know, that's a whole nother psychology. Mm. I'll tell tell a real short story. My husband's father was a primary note of D. That was the liver, and my husband had a lot of D. I didn't have very much. So that's what attracted us to each other. He had a place to put his extra D. And I loved it. So his father died. And his D totally disappeared. And we'd been married about 40 years at that point, And I couldn't stand to be in the same room with him. I couldn't stand him to say hello. But we brought one of our grandchildren over who had that note of D. And then everybody got along fine. That's a whole new history of how people and relationships work in the universe.
0: So, kind of like along the lines of um, kind of a bioacoustic, biochemical, opposites attract.
1: Yes, if they want to work something out, but if they're comfortable, they'll be drawn to somebody with the same frequencies. Depends on what they want
0: so is this more of a subliminal perception that we have on an unconscious level
1: it is but we made it very conscious because on our site the sound health portal they can go in and and watch a live vocal print happen and see what's going on and there are other um, softwares that help you look at your perfect mate
0: wow that's uh this has totally caught me off guard I was totally unaware of that at all. Now, as far as what you said about uh, the power of prayer, at my latest count, there's 14 prayer studies. Unfortunately, cumulatively, they don't meet the level of significance of less than 0.05, which means your results are uh, not due to chance over 95% of the way. But they are a trend curve. And the power of prayer has been demonstrated in controlled studies, double-blind studies, that can affect medical conditions in terms of longevity with certain health conditions. So I'm familiar with that aspect of it. But in terms of the attraction uh, between potential mates, that is absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, there are so many roads that lead from this. And I guess my my biggest question here is this. I know that uh, modern medicine will forsake... Things like meditation as much as they can, and we know the health benefits. Yoga, we know the health benefits. Because there's not money to be made by the big pharma. But I could see this becoming a moneymaker. It could be an adjunct to regular medicine. And I'm wondering why, in your opinion, why maybe they're not moving in this direction and cornering the market.
1: Well, I can tell you... What the problem is with me, because once I find out something works, I'm done with it. I need a marketer to go out there and and do this. I think even a diet center that deals with stress could do part of this, but could also do the stuff that deals with um, why people gain weight, uh, the fat switch, bio diet, ultimate diet, brain chemicals. And we can look at all of that. And I'd like to just here go deal with people who want to lose weight, and I'll supply the data for you
0: wow Th- this is this is phenomenal <laughs> I, I, this is more than what I had bargained for, and I had been on your site, and I have gone through some of the concepts, but to hear you lay this out uh, before we go any further because I don't want to get caught right at the end of the segment. And not have time to give your work proper promotion because I know my audience wants this information. Uh, the uh, soundhealthoptions.com was one website, and what did that relate to?
1: Classes, uh, okay. downloads, um, materials for your education, uh, videos. Uh, there's three stories on there. Uh, The beginning of how all this happened in my hearing and then how it just developed. I feel like I was just along for the ride. That this is a new medicine or an old medicine that we forgot and we're just now bringing it into fruition because we have the computers and we can do it the push button. And I want people to, oh I can't say it that way, I'll just make a statement. People can lie with their words but they can't lie with the sounds. Of their voice, and that is an important concept to me because who's telling the truth? Who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? The people who are curtailing your freedom are the bad guys, and you can go test their voice on our um, website, or you can download the actual program, and we—that's free with one of the classes. I can't remember which one it is, but it's free on the portal, Sound Health Portal. You can go. Look at somebody's vocal print and see if they're telling you the truth on five or six different aspects. Like we just, somebody just asked us to look at Bloomberg, and I would use that, um, what's called nano voice. Bloomberg does not have a foundation. He doesn't even know why he's running. Most of his stuff is in a fantasy octave. I want to know who's pushing him and what agenda they, they want to find out. So you can go see their perceptions, their why they're doing something, and you know the truth about what's happening. And we've lost a lot of that with our politics and with narcissistic people. And there's just a lot of reasons why people aren't telling the truth. I think the world will be in chaos if everybody uses this. Eventually, though, I think we'll be a better world
0: it's kind of like the you you know i took a class with major ed dames i got to know him a little bit and he was teaching remote viewing he was one of the originators of the theory for army intelligence and he used to say to me uh it's a world without secrets once people master this uh it's complicated though his process is complicated and i've heard this i don't put a lot of stock into this and if if i'm wrong pardon me everybody But this idea of reverse speech, are you familiar with that? If you play something backwards, you'll get the true story from unconscious wording.
1: Absolutely. David Oates is
0: a genius. Is this true?
1: Yes. When I saw him at a conference and I said, I don't believe in this. Prove it to me. He said, Mm -hmm. talk about something, but don't tell me what you're talking about. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you my favorite number. And backwards it says, seven is my favorite number.
0: Hmm. I remember. And I was
1: in what, yeah. awe, in absolute awe. In some ways, I think sometimes psychics work that way because they hear the reverse.
0: Interesting. Um, quick question here before we close. My sister in law is a phenomenal gambler and its low-level gambling it's bingo so i mean how 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 detrimental can that be but they went through a time in their family where they were money challenged for various reasons mostly due to health but she'll go to a casino and 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 i'm not exaggerating i'm probably right on the money with the numbers eight out of ten times that she's in a casino playing bingo she's going to win three hundred five hundred a thousand dollars
1: I think in that point, we need to get out of there uh, your own way. I'm a reverse uh, guesser. I get 100% wrong, and that's just as significant as 100% right.
0: It sure is. Yeah, absolutely. In science, we call it the null hypothesis, which can be just as valid. You're proving what is not true based on the opposite of your hypothesis. That's very well said. Um, You had another website, too. I wanted to make sure we got in again. SoundHealthPortal.com.
1: Yes, that is the one where they can go in and get their voice done. Um, they can do other people's voices if they'd like. Mm-hmm. They can leave their voice for their doctor. Um, it's just an online workstation for anybody who wants to do this work. And we start them out free with doing this and giving them the software. The next step up, they have more access and more and more until they can look at like the 300,000 items that we have mapped and they're able to punch a few buttons and get a report or a biomarker system of showing all the bundled um, softwares that we have that might be causing a problem.
0: Interesting. So when you go on to Sound uh, Health Portal, is this a self-analysis or is it something people leave and you analyze it and send it back?
1: Well, if they go to campaigns, they punch the button and read them about the campaign like we did a breathing one for Northern California with all those fires. So they need the right microphone. And if I had the money, I'd buy that for them. And they leave us a 30-second vocal print, and it'll give them a printout depending on how back up we are within 2 to 24 hours.
0: Okay, that sounds really good. Well, Sherry, I'm sorry, but we are flat out of time, but I don't think we're done talking, uh, both on a professional level and, and again, doing a follow-up on this. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been absolutely fascinating.
1: It's been wonderful and quick.
0: Oh, yes, time flew by. And everybody else, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Thanks, Sherry.